0: All right, good to have you along. Here we are, hour number three of the show on this Tuesday, May the 11th, and you can see the clouds rolling in. Our uh, weather is going to change from a mainly sunny morning to uh, clouds and rain this afternoon. Uh, Coming up, we're going to talk about how Mattel wants their toys back. What is still in your parents' basement, somewhere in a box? What are you hanging on to? What will you not let them get rid of? We're going to ask you that and tell you about Mattel's um, global a project that is uh, hoping for some sort of uh, sustainability when it comes to toys moving forward. First, let's talk about something that we have discussed several times. And yesterday, MPs on the House of Commons Heritage Committee agreed to pause a detailed review of the federal government's broadcasting bill while the Department of Justice determines whether recent amendments violate the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Michael Geist joins the show He is internet and e-commerce law expert at the University of Ottawa, and he has been so generous with his time when talking about Bill C-10 in the past. It's good to have you back, Michael.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me.
0: I know this is, uh, I think people's eyes glaze over when you talk about um, things that will affect them that are important that they know about, but we uh, talk about them with respect to the title of the bill that this is connected to. And in this case, it's Bill C-10. So could you refresh our memories on why Bill C-10 is so controversial?
1: Sure. And I don't think it started life as being particularly controversial, although I must admit I was critical really from the beginning because I wasn't crazy about the approach the government was taking. But it started really as an attempt to try to bring companies like Netflix and Disney into the Canadian broadcast system, make sure that they uh, made contributions to support Canadian content We'll leave aside the fact that they are already some of the biggest contributors to canadian production film and television production but the bill took a real dramatic turn a few weeks ago when the government removed one of the exceptions within the bill so the, the government started by saying "Listen." the bit we want to target these large players we don't want to target individuals we don't want to target user-generated content the millions of tiktok users and instagram users and people posting stuff to facebook or to facebook or youtube or uh, podcasts and the like and yet a couple of weeks ago they removed one of the exceptions that created the guardrail or the safeguard against doing exactly that and the effect was to say that any that any video posted, any audio posted, doesn't matter the site, and it doesn't matter by who would be treated as a program subject to regulation by the CRTC.
0: Right. And so that then becomes about freedom of speech.
1: Well, absolutely. You know, for for an entire generation, I think that, you know, when they communicate via sites like TikTok or Snapchat or uh, Instagram, that's just communication. That's them speaking and expressing themselves in the same way that For for my generation, it might be a blog post or an email. For an earlier generation, it might be a letter or a fax. The notion that the CRTC might regulate my blog posts or emails or letters would have been unthinkable, yet that's precisely what is taking place here. Now, the government has started to say, well, listen, we're not going to actually regulate the content, but what they do acknowledge is that they want the CRTC to regulate People's feeds on these services—they want so-called discoverability to prioritize some speech over other right. others. And once you get governments making those kinds of calls, that is regulating speech.
0: It's funny—we had a YouTuber on that actually. His YouTube posts and his channel really focuses on CanCon, uh, Canadian content. And he had he had said that this actually would benefit him this bill, but he still doesn't like it. He still finds uh, that. Uh, there's something icky about the idea that he would be moved to the top of the line when it comes to uh, people's ability to find his posts.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think there is that idea that we leave it to the CRTC to make these kinds of decisions. Um, You know, egged on by the government, I think is, is enormously problematic. And that's not to say, of course, that the companies themselves aren't making some of those choices within their algorithms. Uh, but what we need in that case is more algorithmic transparency to better understand how it is these decisions are made, uh, not handing over the power effectively over to the regular, regulator, to the CRTC. And I have to say that, while it's true that it's possible that YouTuber might benefit, the truth is we don't really know. I mean, the, this how you would operationalize something like this, which no other country in the world has seen, has, has concluded is appropriate is, is one of the big unknowns here.
0: Okay. So we know that uh, the heritage committee was doing a detailed review of the bill and that's paused now because the department of justice are going to do their own uh, investigation into whether this violates the charter of rights and freedoms. Is that the right move in this case? And how important is it this pause when it, when it comes to what's at stake?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's it's a, it's a good step, although we should recognize it's going to be a pretty short pause. The expectation is that they're going to try to get this done by the end of the week and their ministers will appear before the committee by the end of the week with some additional experts uh, appearing. And I might be one of them uh, appearing early next week. So it means that there might be a couple of meetings that they would have otherwise held to review the bill that will now be spent examining this particular issue so there is i suppose a little bit of a delay but it's not a significant one and i and and we'll see the outcome of all of that though my view is in in light of the concerns that have come up in light of just such a poor poorly drafted deeply flawed piece of legislation and frankly in light of the minister's inability to coherently explain the legislation he's he's had to walk back now multiple times things that he said I really think we ought to be going back to the drawing board.
0: Yeah. It it seems to me that, you know, many people have said this is controversial. They're uncomfortable with it, that it it seems like a waste of time to do a review just to find out if it's, if it's controversial, just to give us the, the end up in the same spot that we're in right now, discussing the same, um, the same facts. Should we just skip ahead and remove part of the, the sensitive parts of the bill? Isn't that the easiest thing to do when it comes to, you know, regulating our social media posts.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I and you know, one of the surprising things is that the minister has been repeatedly asked whether or not he could just simply put back the exception that was taken out, and uh, he steadfastly refused to do so. Which I have to say, when you combine that with some of his other comments, does suggest that, that that this may not be an accident or an inadvertent reform. That this may really be the intent. I mean, last night. The minister was tweeting out that the public opinion that's that is expressing so much concern about this is being manipulated at scale through a deliberate campaign of misinformation by commercial interests. We've got a minister that that is, you know, now trafficking in conspiracy theories and misinformation, doesn't acknowledge that there are real concerns. We've had justice ministers from provincial governments, Saskatchewan yesterday, say that this bill ought to be stopped. And yet, rather than trying to work to identify real solutions, he's now in, he's now himself engaging, I think, in misinformation and, and, as I say, trafficking in conspiracy theories. We really need to hit the reset button here.
0: What commercial interests could he be referring to?
1: Oh, well, he's no doubt referring to large tech companies. He's suggesting that somehow those tech companies are the, are just plotting behind the scenes to raise these kinds of concerns. You know, which is, well, it's just frankly wildly absurd. The, the reality is that those companies didn't even appear before the committee uh, as part of its review earlier this year. So this notion that they didn't even take the time to appear before committee on this bill, yet somehow uh, are some sort of puppeteers behind the scenes getting uh, former CRTC, commission, CRTC commissioners, justice ministers, multiple law professors and other experts to identify concerns and express those concerns. Um, Would be laughable if, frankly, it wasn't so disturbing uh, to have a government minister make these kinds of allegations, particularly one who is himself responsible for addressing misinformation as part of the government's legislative plans.
0: All right. You mentioned that the Department of Justice, their review uh, will be uh, done in, you know, maybe by week's end. What's next?
1: well so what will be next is once that review is concluded let's assume that that review is concluded by the end of the week uh they will the committee will call both guibo the heritage minister as well as the justice minister david lametti uh to come and answer questions on that review and on the bill more generally and then the committee itself yesterday agreed to have a second day where they'll invite experts the idea being that each party can invite an expert and there'll be some discussion there Um, my name was bandied about so it's possible that i might be invited but Uh, to my knowledge, invitations for who those experts will be hasn't been uh, concluded yet.
0: And then the fate of the bill?
1: Well, then we go back. Well, then we'll see, I suppose. I mean, uh, obviously, it's possible that that there will be a conclusion that there needs to be some fixes, and Mm -hmm. we'll we'll see if those fixes are brought forward. There's still a considerable amount of of review that is needed um, in terms of multiple clauses still to be reviewed. So the committee still has several weeks likely of work ahead in terms of of looking through that, then it comes back to the House, then it has to get voted on, and then it has to go to the Senate. So there's still a fair number of steps ahead. Part of it, of course, depends on how long this government lasts. And so still an opportunity, I think, for Canadians to take the time to learn more about this proposed legislation and if they're concerned to speak out.
0: All right. And what you mean by speaking out is contacting your MP?
1: Oh, absolutely! It is the way our system our system works. About the only way that you can have effectiveness is to make sure that your member of parliament, if you've got a concern about the bill, knows about that concern.
0: How important is it to use social media as well with with concerns about this bill?
1: Well, I think that I think there's there's always obviously an opportunity for people to raise awareness uh, within their own communities, within their own networks, and so you know I'm, i I I don't tell people what to think of it. I say here's here's what I've concluded. And I encourage there's many other people that have been writing uh, and studying this legislation. If this is an issue of freedom of expression is a concern, if regulating the internet is a concern, um, then I'd urge people to to learn more about this legislation. You can learn about it from a multiplicity of perspectives. And if you conclude that there's a problem, as I say, speak out to your member of parliament, inform your inform your community uh, that this is what the government is considering. and at the moment, Somehow, at least this minister, this minister responsible for this legislation, suggesting that somehow those concerns aren't really legitimate at all. That they're just a product of a misinformation campaign by large companies.
0: Michael, thank you very much for joining us. I always appreciate your time.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Have a great day. Michael Geist, Internet and e-commerce law expert at the University of Ottawa. So we'll remain to keep our eyes fixed on Bill C-10 because it does affect you, especially Uh, those of you who are active on social media and like to post.